0: and welcome to the smart mark show and today's episode i'm gonna go ahead and call the super show get it because like wwe dropped star from superstar showdown that's what they have now and i just dropped down and i got the super show okay cool so we're gonna go over today aew's best five things they've got going for them and the worst five things they have going for them and i realize we're just basing them off of You know, some YouTube videos, a lot of Instagram and Twitter announcements, and Double or Nothing. But we're going to do it anyway, because AEW is the hot topic. We're also going to predict this weekend's NXT TakeOver 25. And we're going to predict whatever may change. We're going to go ahead and go off the card. As of right now, 5 a.m. on a Friday morning, we're going to predict the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Everyone's favorite place. And uh, we'll... (laughs) We'll do all that today, (laughs) and we'll get started, of course, with the better stuff and not the tragic stuff. We'll get started with the AEW, our best, our favorite five things going for them and our worst five, and I'm the kind of guy that likes bad news first, so let's go through our five worst things about AEW right now. As it sits, it can change just right now, so I'll go first. My top five five things that really bug me. Number five is that these ex WWE carters are treated as top guys. Like they're instantly t- treated as top guys, and it really re- it's scary because it reminds me of TNA. I'm not really scared of many things that remind me of WCW because they're not really going for the WCW thing except for on a Turner channel and got the Fire logo as their immediate kind of whatever, whatever. The the Dean Ambrose thing, I get it. He's a hot topic, Johnny Moxley, all that stuff. But like in WWE, he was a WWE champion, of course, once. But he kind of had like one of the worst reigns Besides Roman Reigns, pun intended. Um, and it, it's, you know, and then Chris Jericho treated us a, a be-all, end-all. And when was the last time he was a on any promotion, he was a top guy? Like, really? It's been years since he was even in the championship top and it's like okay so you got two former recently u.s champions coming over and they're the best aew has to offer (laughs) and then i look at the roster i'm like oh crap they really are the best aew has to offer because they don't have Pac, uh neville they don't have Pac. um you know it's that is it makes me scared just because of the instant uh connotation of of tna
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah i agree with that um the last time Jericho, you know, his last run of the WWE, all he was there for was to put over Kevin Owens. Oh, and it was great, though. It was so good. And then he was there to put over, um, oh, crap, that last little run he had after post-KO. It was just, it was, and he looks rough. Anyway.
0: Uh Yeah, he had some other pants on, and someone... Uh, tweeted how many bottles of lube did it take to get Chris Jericho <laughs> into those pants? <laughs> I was like, that's true. That he's got a he's got four sides worth of, of uh, love handles, and yeah. they are sticking out all over those leather pants.
1: The only thing Jericho really, honestly, has going for him is the fact that he can get into your head and mess with you. Uh, that that's that's what he's always been best at. Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago was probably at the top of his career.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: And you know, John Moxley,
0: yeah.
1: After hearing an interview he did with Jericho, yeah. I don't blame him for what he did.
0: Not at all.
1: Um, but I do hate the fact that now they're kind of putting all their chips on the back of like Moxley. you said mid-carters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um because everyone else is so unknown. Um, I mean, that's that is going to be a big problem, because you've got a lot of people that aren't really proven, or people aren't really sold on. You've got Dr. Britt Baker for the women, and she is a solid commodity, and she's kind of known. Kylie Rae is a little more known, but mm-hmm. she's not very good. Um, she's she's fine. I'm not saying she sucks. I'm just saying she's a, she's a she's a botcher. She's a botcher. Um, awesome Kong's not really signed to them. Uh, Nyla Rose is there and, and she's there. Yep, I'll put that there. Um, of course tag team and you have the Young Bucks, but um actual signs and exclusive, that's the only tag team I could name uh, besides SoCal as Lucha a, Bros. Know. Um yeah, I'm not I couldn't find anywhere that Lucha Bros were actually signed. Like th- uh, and it's and it's everyone's in a bit of flux until the T V deal. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that aren't even Sean Spears, A. K. A. Ty Dillinger. He was never signed. He was in that battle royal, but he's not actually signed to AEW. Yeah. And part of me thinks, are they just not going to sign him until the TV deal so that they can do independent bookings? But everyone's allowed to do independent bookings until the TV uh, deal goes through and, through. and it's it's, it's a little confusing. I guess another tag team may be the Rhodes tag team. But, yeah. Yeah, they they have mid Carter's from the WWE as their top guys because everyone else has to prove themselves. Yeah. Um, and they're all trying to prove themselves to get my number four big issue with AEW. There's only one AEW exclusive belt. Yeah. They wrestled for it. Different companies' tag team belts. They don't have a woman's belt. And um, there's that one gorgeous AEW belt. Um, part of me believes that because they are, they have a lot of diversity in their roster. And that is on purpose. And that's, that's a good PR move. But I have a big problem. A lot of times, with WWE with how they treat their women and their women's tag team championships, uh, obviously. But with uh, AEW, they don't have a women's title, and that's a little frustrating. They don't have tag team titles either. So yep. all these things that Vince doesn't do right, which is women and tag teams, you don't have a title either. Yeah. For for those guys. So I love that belt, but there's only one of them. <laughs> um, my third is the third commentator, Alex Marvez. He's awful. Make it a two-man crew. Fire him or shoot him in the knee. Don't care. Light him on fire. He's awful. He's the worst. And I couldn't (laughs) find anyone on social media that actually liked him. Not even his mother. His mother hated him. Uh, Number two for me is uh, the insurance is the same as the WWE. There was that big John Oliver comedic expose is how i put it uh where he talked about the wwe and how they handle their insurance wrestlers which is we cover them for anything involving the travel or in the ring or if you i guess get hurt in your hotel room i don't know but when you're when you're on their i guess dime even though you always are but when you're on their legit like responsibility you're covered but you're not covered elsewhere and there's no pension plan and that's something that across sports is an issue and it looks like it's going to be an issue with AEW as well because they are as far as I can prove Cody Rhodes is quoted as saying there they have the exact same policies as what we already know about so that's a little annoying especially for a company that wants to be so anti WWE Um, and I've heard a lot of Cody Rhodes things where he's been interviewed and and he still calls the championship a championship and not a belt or a strap. Um because he's like, I understand why Vince wanted to call it a championship. You know, a belt's what you hold your pants up with. I get it. And um I was like, Wow So uh, from hearing various interviews, Vince and and Dusty apparently had um similar ideas, at least in Dusty's later ages and uh Cody really picked up on that. Unfortunately he picked up on the insurance too. Yeah. But my number one, just to go on and get to Glenn, my number one least liked thing about AEW so far, and again, all of these five things could change. And these are just my issues with them now, and we're basing it off of one show, a bunch of tweets, and YouTube channel. Um, But when they say the wins and losses will matter, well, wins and losses mattering means that there will be a lot of cannon fodder. There will be a lot of guys on the roster getting paid to lose all the time. Be prepared to be Kurt Hawkins without that being your gimmick. Like, that kind of sucks. The way NXT does theirs is, yeah, you'll go out there and lose early on. You'll lose a bunch unless you're a really hot free agent. And then when the guys that are above you move on to the main roster, then they open up spots for the guys that have been losing to really turn it around and become sympathetic baby faces or you know, uh, heels, opportunistic heels. And that works for them. AEW can't do that. So in NXT, yes, wins and losses matters because you have a revolving door of talent. It's like college football where you've got a revolving door of talent. So you can keep recruiting people that were backups can get the starting roles later. Yada yada. AEW doesn't have that. They don't have anything to feed up. So if wins and losses matter, you're going to get back to those periods of time where you had five top guys and everyone else was just didn't matter. And five top guys is being generous because you also have to sell the t-shirts and get the ratings to be able to stay a top guy because that's how TV works. People crap on Vince, but that is how TV works. If you have a guy that, sure, the hardcore fans love, but he can't capture the casual audience... How do you think you're going to stay on TV if advertisers are like, wow, you've got 700,000 people or a million people watching you? Uh, I'm fine. I can, I can move on from this. And, and reruns of Family Guy at 11 p.m. are going to get more viewers than this will. <laughs> yeah. So I'll move my advertisement dollars to that. Or whatever else, Whatever Turner Broadcasting shows. like Besides NBA, I don't know what they show. And I know AEW wants to be the top dog there, but they're never gonna beat NBA ratings. That's just that there's there's I don't think wrestling at its highest has ever beaten NBA's talk shows at their lowest. So you know, good luck with that. You know, you can't beat Charles Barkley. Um, But yeah, those are those are my top five. uh, I guess concerning things about AEW from what I can see right now. Yeah.
1: You know, looking at this and and just thinking about past uh, companies who were around and everything, uh, I would have to say my number five is, and I wrote this, WCW. And the reason I say mm-hmm. it like this is you look at what Nash and Hall and Hogan did to WCW when they jumped ship. And, yes, they were high in the ratings for several weeks. Yes, they exposed, uh...
0: 83 weeks, to be exact.
1: They, uh, thank you, Eric Bischoff. Um, (laughs) they, you know, told results of certain episodes of Raw, which that came back to bite them in the ass. Um...
0: Yeah, that was the end of the 83 weeks. yeah. This
1: Not to be too punny, but they're trying to go all in right now, and I think it's going to come back to bite them in the butt. Um, like they're moving too fast? Way too fast. Um, I'm glad they got their TV deal. Um, I'm glad that some of the people there get along very well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think some of their aspirations... Uh, and the cons have money. Don't get me wrong.
0: They got $300 million budgeted for this AEW. I
1: mean, these guys have got the money. The problem is, is it being spent wisely? Um, you know, nobody knows the details of any of these contracts. Um, and, you know, according to Cody and the Young Bucks, and a couple of the people who's done interviews on this, They all say the money doesn't matter. They just want to get back in it for the love of the wrestling. Well, when it comes down to it, the bottom line is this. The money does matter. Oh, yeah. And if they're not uh, doing the product justice, they're not going to put butts in those seats. So it doesn't matter what kind of records they broke for Double or Nothing. Yeah, it sold out in four minutes. Good for you. Now what are you going to do? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You're not going to sell out all your pay-per-views in four minutes or less every freaking time. Which leads me into my number four thing. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You've got Cody as vice president. You have the Young Bucks as vice president. you got Kenny Omega as a vice president. This is a recipe for disaster.
0: And Hangman Page, I believe, is is up there. And Brandy Rhodes is the chief operating officer.
1: Yes. You've got... (laughs) You don't want to mix business with personal relationships.
0: Oh man!
1: It's always going to come back to bite you in the butt, and it brings it goes full circle back to WCW. I mean, really, they tanked it, and if you look at the WWE and their current way they're doing stuff, Vince is tanking his own brand. I mean, you can't repeatedly go out week after week, night after night and have your wrestlers say something that's completely stupid and expect the fans to oh yeah, you're a genius yeah." no, you're a moron yeah it's like they got rid of all the good storytellers all the good story writers and now we're left with something that's so micromanaged it's ridiculous Uh, which brings me to number three which touches on the insurance thing. And, you know, I texted you about it last night. Yeah, it would be an awesome uh, step if they were able to give something for the guys outside of the ring. Um, would it happen probably in the next five years? Probably not. Because, like you said, the NFL's not got anything.
0: Yeah, actually, I was going to try to bring up that tweet. Um, yeah, NFL players don't get benefits like Uh, like that till age 55 and NFL made over eight billion dollars last year WWE made 500 million and AEW won't even scratch a uh, decent percentage of what the WWE made um and the the Cody Rhodes tweet or um the the article that came out about it said after the event wrestling Inc asked Cody and the Young Bucks all executive vice presidents of AEW if the knee promotion will offer health insurance and benefits for the talent, Cody said the AEW will have the same policy as WWE. So there's that. Um, so yeah, the insurance sucks.
1: It does. It really does. And hopefully they can get something worked out. You never know. Um, you know what I have, what I did notice, and what I've been reading and seeing. Even though DDP isn't signed to the company. It makes you wonder if he is giving his services to the talent to try to help them out by getting them through the DDP yoga stuff, which has been proven that it, that with your other exercise and diet keeps you in shape. I did it and dropped 50 something pounds. I got to do it again, but anyway, um, it, it's, it. I don't know. I just, I've I got a feeling that this is all going to go away like um, the the WCW did or ECW.
0: Hey, Impact is still around. Look at them. Yeah. Everyone loves Impact, right? Nope. Nobody? Cool.
1: Yeah, insert cricket noise. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going into my number two, um, it's good to see JR do something. He's yeah. had a rough couple of years with the passing of his wife and some of the things that's gone on. Uh, do you really want to base all of your announced team, because this is going to be on his back.
0: Yeah, it will.
1: He's the one that's going to have to carry this, and this could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind, uh, if if he comes down you know, with another case of really bad Bell Palsy, or if something happens, God forbid, yep. what are you going to do then? Are you going to give it to the, that luchador guy that's doing commentating for them? He's really good, but
0: he's not your lead guy.
1: No, not at all. Um, and then my number one big issue is Cody and Dustin and his wife. And the reason I say this is, you know, they had a really good match at Double or Nothing. A really good match. And there was a lot of, we're going to pay homage to our dad. And it it, it was just a really good match. A lot of good visual. But you don't want to get in that trap. And it goes back to, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes, Dustin may or may not full-time sign with them. But do you really want that dynamic? There's going to be a crack somewhere. Something's going to happen. Somebody's going to get screwed.
0: Well, yeah, because you look at Kenny Omega with a title. It's is corrupt. The the um, young bucks with titles are corrupt. Yeah. And if Cody were to get the title, it'd be seen as corrupt. Yeah. Um, and if Brandy were to able to, were able to get in a, a spotlight, then it's like, well, all these people that basically run this company are the ones that have the belts, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, they WF pulled this off in the attitude era, but um you can't do that now. That was over twenty years ago that you saw that crap happen with Vince and them. And Shane McMahon, I think the highest he got was the European championship yep. and the hardcore title and that was it. Like yeah, why? Why? Um and there there are always black marks like when Stephanie uh, McMahon held the women's championship. Yes. Like there's always black marks on it and people get so mad at Vince for throwing Shane out there. Well Shane gets ratings. He's a really good heel or babyface, it doesn't matter. And he's he's always given his body in the ring mm-hmm. like hardcore. Well I don't see the difference in Cody taking a primetime spot or the Young Bucks taking a primetime spot or Kenny Omega taking the main event of your first big pay-per-view. I don't see the difference there.
1: There's no difference. And they think they're doing something, you know, this is a show, a company that was made by wrestlers for the wrestling fans. Okay, I get it. You can say that all day long. And, you know, you got a lot of people who are backing you up. But when you start... Dealing with a family type situation, and you have wrestlers in, you know, VIP slots in the company, doing booking, backstage, overseeing whatever. Just remember Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Whoop. Scott Hall.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> that. I mean, yep. That's a that's a good morning because they were all in Bischoff's ear and basically ran that.
1: They sure did into the ground.
0: Well. The bad is over. Now let's get to the good. Um, I'm sorry if you are, you know, if you turn this podcast off, but because you really love AEW and you don't want to hear any criticisms, but everything that you like or you want to get better. Um, You want to criticize in a constructive way. You don't just want to say, oh, this sucks. That's not constructive. And that means if you really can't give a valid argument as to why it sucks or what you would do to make it better, then your criticism doesn't matter. Um, So we were giving criticism that can be fixed, including lighting Alex Marvez on fire. So (laughs) the good is here now. And let me... Actually, Glenn, you first. What's your top five good? Um, you know, uh, I will say that um,
1: I am impressed with some of the, the roster. Yeah. Um, it are, It's people that, other than the mid-carders from the WWE, um, it's people that I haven't seen wrestle on a consistent basis. It's people that have been in the business for five or plus years. Yep. And they're starting to get their footing. WWE has passed them over. Uh, Ring of Honor might have passed them over. Impact might have... No, they passed pass anybody over. Um, John Hennigan. <laughs> you know, I, I'm excited to see what these guys do. Um, SoCal. Yeah. Christopher Daniels. I, I you Know, I've seen him wrestle for years, and it's it feels like that
0: you know he might
1: do something really good. He was A, great in the X division,
0: division in TNA, and oh, so Kaz, Kaz the same way, Frank Kazarian,
1: so good. Um, and the women's division is starting to look decent. Um, you know, again, the only drawback is so far we haven't seen the unveiling of a title, uh, of any championship belts, which I would, in my mind, thinking, um, I would want to uh, have all my belts before I go to TV.
0: Yeah. Yep. You're, yep, that's a good idea. Um, but I do like
1: the roster. Um, I am, like I said, I'm excited to see these guys uh, and girls go in here and fight. It's, it sucks that Neville's gone already. I know um, I was
0: really excited to see him.
1: Yeah, maybe he can do something in New Japan or over in England or something. I don't know. But. Well,
0: he's with a company and uh, he's their heavyweight champion. And the reason why he wasn't on Double or Nothing is he said, "I'm not going to lose because that would be Just disres- won that title. Yeah, that would be disrespectful to the company that gave me that opportunity, and they were going to have him lose to Hangman Page, and instead, you know, they did that match for YouTube, and then Hangman Page wound up coming out and. Winning the Battle Royal to be the number one contender against Chris Jericho.
1: Hmm, so AEW had a plan to put Hangman over and it kind of blew up, but they still got him over. Yeah. Vince McMahon, anyone? anyway? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um I like the fact they have they that they've gotten the fans involved from day one. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Uh, they, they've managed to get the buy-in from the fans, which, yeah. you know, in this day and age, with the kayfabe gone, and you don't have a lot of wrestling territories around anymore, it's just kind of small, smattering indie companies. It's kind of a hard thing to get people behind you like that. I mean, you got the... Let's take the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club. These guys had merchant. They were one of the first wrestling tag teams, wrestling wrestlers, period. To have merchandise in a hot topic or out to the public that you yeah. didn't have to go through like prowrestling.com or WWE shop or get a bootleg t shirt or something. I mean, yeah. th- these were the first people to have something mainstream. Um, and the fans got into it. I mean, the Young Bucks were the first non WWE pop vinyl that Funko did. And that speaks volumes. Yeah. It really does, because they were pulling in Disney numbers. Uh, there was, there's a documentary on YouTube you can watch, The Rise of AEW. It's about forty five minutes. It's a good watch. Um, but they talk about how that Funko Pop of the Young Bucks made Disney Funko numbers, and that's a lot of damn money, because Disney's got all kinds of pops. So you got your fan buy-in, yep. and i you know, selling out a pay-per-view in less than four minutes.
0: And their hardcore marks.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time marks. Yeah. Uh, number three, um, these guys aren't just going after ex-WWE talent. They are looking for up-and-coming independent indie wrestlers. Um, and they have, you know, gone, looked at talent at other promotions as well, Ring of Honor and Impact and stuff. So these up-and-coming guys who are have been in the business for let's say five years or just starting out in the business aew is looking at those guys too it's not just trying to poach talent from WWE whereas WCW well, their whole main focus was just still still talent from WWE yeah
0: just still the the established talent
1: yeah um, so you know you got the on the one side of the coin you've got that mid card WWE poaching job that they've done. But on the other side of that coin, they're also looking at other young, independent talent. And that, I'm excited to see that because I'm excited to see exactly how many people are going to pass through the doors at AEW and the type of stories that they can tell. And it's really, you know, if you think about it, we haven't seen something like that since the Attitude Era. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: Making number th- your own stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Number two, I do like the way that. They have things structured right now. I wish that there weren't so many wrestlers on the board. Uh, there shouldn't be that many executive vice presidents. But I, I do like that there is some kind of uh, they went. They didn't go into it half-ass. They went into it putting a lot of thought into how they're going to present the product, uh, how they're going to do the shows. I mean, they've got a really good structure. And they've got a lot of great backstage people. I mean, Dean Malenko is one of the backstage guys. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. You got Billy Gunn back there.
0: So. Possibly Road Dog soon.
1: Possibly Road Dog soon, which is amazing because um, I think he's wasted where he's at right now. Um, so I'm excited about that. It's interesting to see that. And what's cool is most uh you know, seeing D Malinka go from WCW to WWE, now he's, you know, backstage WWE, now he's backstage AEW is exciting because he was one of my favorite technical wrestlers. Yeah. When he was active in the ring. So you, you've got a lot of good talent backstage who they're gonna help these up and comer indie guys when they, you know, come into the company. That's, to me that's exciting. And of course just the roster itself. Yeah. I think they've really hit it out of the park by bringing in, you know, who they've brought in, um, Scorpio Sky. Uh, I do see here that Ray Phoenix and his brother—they have officially signed.
0: Okay.
1: Um, which I, they may maybe my newest favorite favorite tag team now, um, Pentagon Junior, and then they, you know, MJF. <laughs> he's hilarious uh, Luchasaurus I mean they got re- Jungle Boy Jungle Boy is I like him I really do uh, of course you got John Moxley now uh,
0: you've got your established guys the Jericho the uh, Christopher Daniels the Kaz the just waiting for Jay Lethal to get over there um, oh my god that would be amazing yeah so you've got your established guys I mean so you know
1: as much as they've as they're walking a thin line because it it, they can either tank it really fast or they can realize, hey, okay, now we've got this momentum. We don't want to lose the current momentum we have, but we don't need to go full tilt and make ourselves look like a bunch of fools. Yep. So, you know, I mean, those are just five things that I'm excited to see that I think that they're doing right. But you never know. It could blow up or it could completely take out the WWE.
0: My five... People favorite things. One of them is one of Glenn's least favorite things, and that's Jim Ross. (laughs) Um, I felt like at AEW, he still got it. And thank God that that man uh, went through an entire match without calling Dustin Rhodes Goldust, because he had like 20 years of experience, 20-something years of experience, calling him Goldust. So that was impressive. Um, And that's my fifth favorite thing. It's Jim Ross. It's Jim Ross. He sounds like Jim Ross. It's great. Um, I do hope that his announced team keeps stepping it up, obviously besides Alex Marvis. Um, <laughs> so I really hope that they keep stepping it up because they, they sound really good. And there's only one other guy I would have gotten besides Jim Ross, and that's Taz.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Um, Taz, Mike Taney, one of those guys. Mm. Love Mike Tanae. Um, I still love TNA's earlier... Uh, duo of Don West and Mike Tenet. Don West, who was on the Home Shopping Network, always selling football cards, so I knew him from there. And then Mike Tenet, of course, WCW. Um, My fourth favorite thing is Pharaoh the Husky. That's just cool. Like I, that's crazy that I haven't heard a WWE pop as loud as when that uh, the vehicle pulled up and the window went down and there was Pharaoh's head sticking out the, out the door. I haven't heard WWE get a pop like that in years. And the dog got it. Good job, Pharaoh. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> my number three favorite thing that they're doing is no monthly pay-per-views. Now that's gonna be hard for them to keep the writing up to go between those pay-per-views because it is hard to not get repetitive. Hopefully they don't do stuff with those stories every week, kind of like NXT doesn't focus on their stories every single week. They'll they'll bounce them back and forth. However, they have an hour show, so that might be a out of necessity. But um, no monthly pay-per-views also helps with the to buys like fifty dollars for pay-per-views. Is, is we've been conditioned for ten dollars a month, we get all kinds of content, including pay-per-views, including sometimes two pay-per-views a month, and that is hard to break. Like I watched the one of those highlighted, like real quick-cut videos on YouTube to see Double or Nothing. Yeah. Because it's fifty dollars. I ain't got the kind of cash. This isn't two thousand and three WrestleMania numbers. This is AEW. They're an improving, unproven company full of all kind of people that I don't know, and I can't get behind something I don't know. I could have watched it and just watched the really good wrestling, but there's other companies that don't get, don't make great um, characters that do great wrestling. So Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll get more invested to, to maybe get one of the pay-per-views, um, one a year, kind of like I used to get once. One every few years uh, with WWE. Maybe that'll happen with AEW. I'll get one every few years. So I might see Jericho on one pay per view sometime. <laughs> uh, number two, favorite thing, um, which the, the back to number three. No monthly pay per views really helps with the with the payments, so that's that's great. I'm glad they're doing that. Even Cody said, um, you know, fifty dollars is is a lot to have to give up all the time. So we're not doing that. Once every Like, four pay-per-views a year is fine. Mm -hmm. Once every three months. Uh, Number two, the talent make the matches and producers give advice. In WWE, one of the problems with what we see on TV, A, is wrestlers getting overworked on house shows, so they have to be safer. Um, The Hulk Hogan method, where Hulk Hogan was wrestling so much, he came up with um, slam, big boot, leg drop. That was his match. Because he had to wrestle so much, he had to preserve his body wwe wrestlers have to preserve their body but also they have old style producers making the matches and at least aew will have something better than that
1: let's just go back to the micromanaging thing
0: yep micromanaging and my number one thing about aew is treating themselves as an option rather than a competitor. I really like that. It's not disrespectful to WWE fans and making them choose a side because there's enough time for them to watch both. And yeah. most likely, most of your wrestling fans are WWE fans, they're probably going to keep a big majority of the fan base because they are the casual um, and sometimes the hardcore smart mark uh, option. Yeah. So if you don't tell them, hey, we're better or hey, what you're watching is crap, that's always a better option. It's like when off-season football leagues act as a complement to the NFL. Or when the D leagues and NBA don't act like they're the better competitors because they're not playing for the money. Like it's always better to wish the whole industry does better. Uh, going back to gaming because we do um, I do host the podcast, Gaming News Power Power, which you can search on any podcast platform, or on YouTube.com take the studios. Um, In the gaming world, Nintendo is like that. Nintendo is successful because they never try to compete with Xbox and PlayStation. And now Xbox has gotten on board with just survive together. Like the gaming industry needs to be on the same page. They need to be able to have their exclusives, but they need to hope everyone else does well. Because when there's only one clear winner in the gaming world, all of gaming sales are down. All of software sales are down. So, same with wrestling. If they were to put down wrestling to the point where people would stop watching WWE, all of wrestling would suffer. And if WWE doesn't get their crap together and increase the fan base, then there will not be the easy exposure to AEW because people will still fall out of love with wrestling. AEW does not have the characters to be able to bring people in because there's no legends there besides Chris Jericho that can really draw them in. Because when I stopped watching wrestling in 2008, if it wasn't for Brock beating Undertaker, I never would have went back to it. Dean Ambrose means nothing to me. John Moxley means nothing to me. Yep. If I'm someone who quit in 2008 and may want to get back into wrestling now because I have kids. I'm at the age where I would have kids that would be like five or six, and they could understand wrestling enough to like it. But if there was no need for me to go back, I would just say I would never introduce them to it. I'd let them be into other stuff. Yep. So uh, I really like that they are treating themselves as an option and not the competitor, and taking the little funny shots here and there, like, you know it's wrestling. We always inflate the the attendance numbers or, you know, destroying Triple H's uh, throne and stuff, you know. All right, Triple H deserved that. He made the shot about buying the pissant company, AEW. Uh, but that was fine. It was all in good fun. On TV, at least on the pay-per-view, they never said anything about, well, this company is garbage and you need to watch us yeah that's not the way you're going to need to go about it because that's not that's not best for the industry
1: yeah i think if they would have made that comment or any uh you know alluded to an opinion of that uh, they wouldn't be getting off the ground at all and Uh, it's just i think cody has a lot of respect for hunter not so much vince but
0: trip and, and and i and i think he does because trip worked so closely with his dad yeah and a lot of people blew up about um someone asked about the t- similarities between bailey and dakota kai and he or not dakota kai but uh collie ray and um he said well Kali ray is very similar to bailey just minus the waving inflatable tube men and more attitude and Kali ray is like a a more intense version of bailey sometimes to her detriment god help her in promos she's so annoying. She should be a heel. Um, In wrestling, she she is a little more intense than Bailey, and I wish Bailey would do that. But she has way more botches than Bailey, so it's you know it's a catch-22. She's more aggressive, but she's got way more botches. And Bailey's finding her own. She's starting to really come into, and I like
1: the aggressiveness that Bailey's yeah. starting to show. It, but it's,
0: it, you know she'll get there. But he even explained ah, that's just a joke. I don't mean anything by it. I mean obviously Dusty worked closely with Bailey, and uh I just. I really hope they don't go the route of TNA, where they'd get all these ex-WWE guys and they'd all go out there and trash them. I'm not liking the Johnny Moxley character because he's so anti-WWE. I understand it, but I really wish he was focused on AEW. But his promos are all focused on WWE, and it's like, so your company really is the number two option then, if you're going to talk about them. Sami Zayn was off script mentioning AEW, but Johnny Moxley really... Did not need to mention WWE. You know, it's very
1: reminiscent to Stone Cold when he was cutting promos uh, when he was at ECW. All all his promos were just rants and venom about WCW and how he got fired and all that.
0: And it kept him from being a star. Yeah. It may have made him get his attitude, let's not forget, he went to WWE and they stuck him as the ringmaster because they probably didn't want him cutting promos about WCW. Yep. And uh, we're going to move on to our predictions part of the podcast. We're going to start with the NXT TakeOver 25. Um, so let's just go in order. I'm going to say who I think. You're going to say who you think. Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Mm, I'm going to go Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Uh, I think Matt Riddle, but I would love for it to be Roderick Strong. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. My pick is Io. I pick ba- Baszler. Um, The Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch versus the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons in a ladder match for the vacated NXT tag team titles. I'm going to call Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era is exactly who I picked. Velveteen Dream defending his North American title against Tyler Breeze. I'm going to go with Velveteen Dream on this one. I went with Velveteen Dream. And the rematch from the NXT um new york adam cole baby versus the <laughs> champion the nxt champion johnny gargano adam cole i got adam cole baby it's gonna be a clean
1: sweep for the undisputed uh, era Ar-
0: then i really think Rod- uh, Roderick strong will go after velveteen and get that title oh. and they will be all golden if Roderick strong doesn't just outright turn on the Undisputed Era because they've been teasing that and he is the fourth added member Roderick came in not a part of them and they actually beat him down and tortured his family and then all of a sudden he swapped to them and it's really weird yeah so now we're going to predict for the Super Showdown because we had to split this podcast we got interrupted for these um, these predictions and good god it is hot it's now 92 degrees sitting in the car <laughs> it's not 5.30am anymore it is 3pm hella hot we're <laughs> in hell <laughs> this is hell. Um, the Super Showdown will start with a 50 man battle royal. Who do you think is going to win this? I got two picks. Uh,
1: you know, I've only got one, and I did a lot of thinking looking at the rosters. and I, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre.
0: I got AJ if he's healthy, Drew McIntyre if he's not. That's a good pick. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Braun. Yeah, I don't think Bobby's really good for that company anymore. Braun. Uh, the Demon, Finn Balor versus Andrade Cien Almas. The Demon. Oh, yeah, Demon. Randy Orton versus Triple H. Randy. Randy, I got Randy too. Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns. Shane. I got Shane with the help of Elias and Drew McIntyre. Yes,
1: shenanigans galore.
0: Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Kofi. They're not gonna put that strap on Dolph. Yeah, I can't believe there's no tag team title match on this at all. I can believe it for SmackDown, but not for Raw. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins defending his Universal Title versus uh, Baron
1: Corbin. I'm going to go Seth Rollins, but I'm going to say that there's a possibility Lesnar may come out.
0: I'm going to go Seth, and I really hope Lesnar doesn't come out. And then finally, the main event they've really been hyping up, The Undertaker versus Bill Goldberg. I feel bad for
1: Taker. I'm going to go with Goldberg on this, and I hope Goldberg takes care of Taker in the ring.
0: I'm going to go Taker. I don't think that Goldberg is owed this win at all, especially because they gave him this run. and He's going to get this big old paycheck. Yeah, fat, salty money. Oh yeah. But uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully you made it at least through our predictions. Hopefully you're still listening to us because we have some stuff to yell at you. Uh, you can find us on all social media at Take this Studios. You can find us on YouTube.com slash studios for visual versions of the podcast, which is really just a static image, but some people prefer YouTube. And also you can find gaming events we do for charity, which are a little old, but you can donate to charity through them, nevertheless. Uh, you can also find us individually on social media. I am at SYCO1316.
1: I am at JokerHaHaHa79.
0: And be sure to check out the other podcast that Take the Studios produces, which is the Gaming News Power Up Hour. Just search the Gaming News Power Up Hour on any podcast platform. And speaking of that, please share this podcast. Uh, rate it five stars if you like it. Uh, comment on it. Give us a review, whatever you can. Uh, but also, I mean, just the biggest thing is sharing it. Sharing it Help us grow. We love to do this podcast. We don't do it for any money. There's no ads, none of that stuff but we really enjoy doing this uh we lo- love talking about wrestling and we-, we like to give a non-biased opinion and a non-negative opinion too so despite our top five just <laughs> like things from AEW, thank you and we will see you next week